1: I am back from Phoenix, kids. I went to NXT Live. I went to the Royal Rumble Live. I'll have some thoughts about that. Dean Ambrose gives his notice, and internet goes crazy about it. I'll tell you why it's not that big of a deal, probably. With me, as always, Chris Novembrino. Chris, uh, we have digested a lot of wrestling. It's one of those four-day weekends through Phoenix. Um, And oddly enough, I found all four shows overall pretty darn enjoyable.
0: Yes, I, I thought that of the four. Actually, I think that Royal Rumble was the most laggy. But I, I that's just because those shows are so long. You know, the big four, the big five shows are now like six hours, and it sort of you inevitably get tired at some point in the middle of the show.
1: Yes, and let me get into this because Chase Field was a bad setup. It was it it
0: bad how.
1: Uh, well let me explain my my interactions with with chase field from the get-go the moment they announced this event I put in a request to um, t- to get a suite and and they said okay fine blah blah, that you know we'll we, you know it's a little early we won't have information on that for a while uh, we'll get it to you as soon as possible so all my follow-ups um. just go unanswered until one day, about a month and a half ago, they go, well, we can't uh, give you any more information. We consider this matter over. So I'm already kind of mad about that, because I thought I could get, you know, the cheapest suite in there, and between my contacts at Fightful, Figure 4, people coming from L.A., I could have probably filled it, I thought. So we get there at the show. The setup, they don't have a ramp. As you probably noticed, the people were coming out of the visitors' dugout for for the for the matches. The uh, the LED boards were in the middle of the field, but they were also obstructing the stadium jumbotron. Uh, so ninety percent of the people could not see the stadium jumbotron. They had to rely on the LED boards, which were lagging for a uh, good at least I'd say a third of the show. They were having issues with with the action in the ring not corresponding to half of the LED board. When they had the rumbles on, people would be hitting big-time moves, but the screens had cut to the 10-second countdown because we have to have that for everybody, which drove me insane. Oh, and there's this. They ran out of food an hour into a six-hour show. Everywhere, it seemed. Some levels even were running out of things like alcohol and soda. I went to get popcorn uh, for the person I was with. I went to three different stands and the one exclusively for popcorn. They were out an hour into a six-hour show. That is absolutely ridiculous. And every time I've gone to one of these stadium shows, this is what it's been like. I'll go to an arena show. I will not go to any more of these giant stadium shows because either these stadiums decide, well, it's it's a non-home team event, or it's up to the WWE to get these vendors in line, and they're not. Um, it, 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 they're running out pretzels, nachos, peanuts, hot dogs, what have you. The, the basic fare of stadium food an hour into the show. It, it, this happened when I went to Dallas.
0: Yeah, I thought you were going to bring up Dallas. Dallas was no picnic. That was not a fun entrance into the stadium.
1: You couldn't get in there. And also the snack bar that I had by where I was sitting in like premium, quote unquote, seating, which had its own kind of snack bar for the the sections, like half the ovens didn't work. The Superdome was cramped crowded in the hallways, and those vendors ran out of things, too. It, it's absolutely ridiculous and none of these stadiums that they book can seem to handle the WWE, but they sure want all those people in there. The problem is they're fitting twice as many people as they're used to, I think. I, I'm, it was and then just, the
0: bad part is it leaves just a bad taste in everyone's mouth after having gone through this mass public event that is unpleasant, frankly. And,
1: And in these stadiums, look, these stadiums are meant for two-hour, three-hour sporting events at most or concerts. The seats are as cheap as you can get with plastic. If you're on the floor, you're sitting in a folding chair that's uncomfortable. That's six hours of that. They can't handle these events. It's just, it's... It's insane to think about, but it, it, I it's mean,
0: taxing on everyone yeah it's and it's, it's draining it's, it gives you a lower thing. it
1: gives you a lower opinion of the show than you'd normally have if you were just watching it on television and it felt long. It feels longer in, in these types of things, especially when people are angry I mean there were near riots when I, I was just trying to get popcorn and it stressed me out to the point where it's like it upset me and i'm I'm mostly slow to anger. Uh, In these types of situations, because I'm in public and I don't want to embarrass myself. But it's one of those things where it's just like when people are grumbling around you, then you start to grumble. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things.
0: I Um, have a theory that the entrance resentment at the WrestleMania in Dallas, like the way that that entrance was mishandled fed into a lot of the frustration in that main event in addition to Roman Reigns and Triple H is just a conceptual piece I, I think that the goodwill of the audience was severely lacking and that very long show made that main event that much sort of uh more taxing for the audience you think so yeah I, I think that's part of it I, I think that's I think that was a mood setter man because what you were saying is after you have this like rough entrance it takes a minute for you to get settled down and actually kind of get into the mental mood to watch wrestling and and then you gotta kind of mentally prepare yourself of you're gonna be posted up here for the next four and a half five hours
1: yeah um you know and, and, and there wasn't the testiness here that there have been in, in the other arena shows i've been there were no beach balls beach balls were not to be seen throughout this entire event But it'll still give me an education in main roster crowds and what they like and how we can be very, very wrong on so so many things. Let's
0: get into that. I'm interested. I've, of course, attended a number of WWE events here in the last few years, and I have some thoughts as well. But what what are your thoughts right now, right here? What does the Hawk have?
1: Well, your biggest pops of the night at at, uh, at, uh, the Rumble were Kurt Angle, Jeff Jarrett, and Jeff Hardy. And also, Jerry Lawler. People love Jerry Lawler. When I saw he was going to be on commentary team, I was thankful I didn't have to hear him. But people loved him in that building. Um, it, it's very interesting that it's, it's difficult to get that crowd heated back up. That stadium that large. Because after the, after, the, uh, after the Becky Lynch win came the AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan thing, and that is the epitome of the death spot. Yeah, was that as while.
0: ice cold as it came across on the podcast? Yes, broadcast? yes okay. it
1: did. Yeah, it was. It was ice cold. Um, but uh, yeah, and and look, all the things that we as as quote unquote wrestling fans kind of deride, they absolutely eat up at, at WWE events. The more casual types, they they want to chant, they want the comedy moments that sometimes we cringe at. Um, I don't mind comedy. I just only want, like, one spot. I don't want multiple spots in a Rumble. I I, I I, want the Rumble to be a little bit more serious because it is for a quote-unquote title match. You know, I, I don't want, you know... It, 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 this, this whole weekend has been weird for the main roster because they're just heating up random people that you're like... That you know they haven't thought about in ages just to do it. And it, it, it we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but I want to go back to uh, TakeOver. Man, okay. loved me some takeover, but there was some weirdness here too. Um, that tag match, loved it. That that tag match was like a Road Warriors versus Tully and Arn match, where where you know you had the big guys who are overpowering and they overpower the little guys for a while until they can, till the little guys can isolate one of the other guys. Um, but man, what a great match that was, and the crowd was eating it up. And then the Gargano Ricochet match, which was the match of the weekend, that thing live, hot fire, absolutely loved it. And then, Oh man,
0: I, I loved that match, I, I thought the story of that match was a lot of fun. Where that might be match of the them- year. In it WWE, was them again. having to match each other move for move, and Johnny realized that he was not going to be able to beat Ricochet by doing things move for move and being Johnny wrestling, and that he was going to have to take a page out of Tommaso Ciampa's book. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, no, and once again, Gargano on Rumble weekend may have had the match of the year, and and it's it's gonna be very hard to top that. But at the same time, the uh, the Shayna Baszler. Bianca Belair match was dead quiet during that time because it, that was such a hot match. And I was not expecting that. It, that's the point where the show went from one of those old, rabid type of crowds that's just yelling and screaming at all the action to becoming an Japanese audience.
0: style audience?
1: A, a Japan, or, or an audience watching a TV show. And knowing when to clap at their time, knowing when to chant at their time, because they did for that, and they also did for the title match, in a bit, in a way. Um, I thought that Bianca Belair did fine. I don't think it it didn't pick up until she hit Shayna with that with the hair whip, and you saw the welt, and then people kind of got excited. Okay, here we go. So it took a while. It wasn't the breakout performance that I thought she'd have. But it was a solid match.
0: It was hard for her to do the full on breakout just because it went chalk with the plot. Like, this, this is yeah. kind of what we expected. And, I, and I, I don't think we are savants for being able to predict this. I think a lot of the audience was sort of expecting the match to go this way. And, you know, it made Bianca Belair look strong. But the Rocky story, it didn't quite click here. I'm with you on that.
1: Yeah, and 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 really, the the you know, oh, now she's standing up again, and uh, and she's gonna fall short. No, I, that doesn't. I I I liked that spot. I'll tell you, I
0: I did like the tail end and the way that they paced out the audience. um, Getting the most out of the audience and getting the audience to really bite that maybe Bianca was going to get out of that spot. I, I thought that that was well conducted.
1: I like the spot. I don't like... I don't think it gets as much mileage as they think it does in terms of the Rocky story. That's my problem with it. I don't think... You know the problem is that
0: the we've watched so much. We have watched so much wrestling, exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah, it really is that we've become jaded to that kind of story, where it's like, oh, here's the young newcomer, and boy, they really gave a. You know, may, maybe the kids think different than I do because I've seen that story so many times, and then I've seen them never give them the big win after. Um, but you know, uh, and then the main event: Aleister Black and Tomasa Chapa. Another good match, but the crowd wasn't hot for it. The crowd was, uh, you know, it was hotter than the women's match, but th- there was still an element of of we're watching and enjoying this performance and we're waiting for something to happen. But I really, I liked this match a lot. I, I thought it was one of Tommaso's better performances. Um, but afterwards, they did something weird. They, did, they filmed the thing for the halftime heat thing. But nobody in the audience was aware of Halftime Heat because, you know, they had seen Dream in the audience and they hit Dream's music and he comes out to face Gargano and Champ and then they have the pull-apart brawl with Adam Cole and and the others in the back. And then the babyfaces come out and they pose. And I And to me, being there live, and I tweeted this, at the time it felt like they were almost apologizing for ending on a sour note, or a down note, or with the bad guys winning, or something, it felt just very weird in the crowd watching that as a, as a kind of a critic versus a fan, and trying to figure out what they were trying to do here without knowing about halftime heat at the time.
0: Over the broadcast, my impression was, at least from what I was getting off of the mic and you know hearing from the crowd, was there were a lot of people who were really overly excited for the diy reunion like they they want heel diy so bad and and that is the story we're getting told here like gargano yells i win as he wins his match and Tommaso yells i win as he wins his match like like that's that's where we're going with all of this but I, i think the fact that people are waiting for the angle so much in that main event kept them from investing in the main event
1: hit some notes on on the rumble i guess um Love the asuka Becky match live. I, I these are all. Ba- I haven't watched any of the TV broadcasts, so I don't know how a lot of these came off. But I thought both women's singles matches were pretty darn good, especially asuka Becky. Um, thought Sasha and Ronda was was pretty good as well. Um, yeah, I liked both of those matches a lot. I thought Sasha and Ronda was very good. We need to we need to stop having faith that the Daniel Bryan AJ Styles types of. Uh, that basically all these smackdown title matches that we're watching that they're gonna be these dream match great work rate type of scenarios no they're gonna tell us a story, and the story's always gonna somehow be disappointing.
0: you're gonna get a good wrestling match for about two thirds of the way, and where I think the the people who want you know that pure Wrestling are going to be eternally disappointed is going to be in the finishes of these matches. But, you know, along the way, we're getting told good wrestling stories, limb work, that sort of thing. The calf crusher versus the arm, I believe, was uh, the two limbs in peril in this story. I liked it. And then at the end, Eric Rowan came out and I didn't like it.
1: (laughs) Eric Rowan is your conduit
0: i'm glad that he still has the twangy banjo and out of tune xylophone music thank god for that you can recycle that that's recycling
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh the rumbles themselves um the women's rumble i i found far more compelling than the men's rumble i i i liked uh I'll tell you who I'm going to put Are over. Are you saying
0: compelling with regards to the finish of the match, or with regards to the match as a whole? Because the match I as think, a whole. Oh wow! Okay, see, I, I like the finish of it, but I, I thought the rest of the match. No, the is first half kind of forgettable. Other yeah, the, than Zia Lee,
1: it, it's it's weird because watching, watching live, I thought Lacey Evans did a far better job than apparently a lot of critics who watched on TV did. I thought, you know, because she she hit the double jump moonsault, which was impressive. She was giving power to to Charlotte Flair. She eliminated the Iconics.
0: The first two spots she did were good, good. sloppy yeah. against Natty. And, and I think that colored a lot of people's impressions because, again, this is supposed to be our first impression of Lacey Evans. And I, I just thought the rollout was kind of strange altogether here tonight um, on the Royal Rumble. But, you know, I, I thought she settled in well later on. And you're right. She was doing good work and kind of cooling down a little bit and calming down a little bit, letting the wrestling come to her a little bit towards the middle of the match. But I, I didn't overall like the way that they used Lacey You
1: know what? My, my only issue with, with, with these types of... Again, it goes to the seriousness of the Rumble, is they've they're finding more and more contrived reasons to... Get around the two feet thing to do these weird type of spots to get people over. I don't mind it, but I'm, I'm just like, all right, that's too many a people ridiculous. are doing it. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I, I like the idea of a ninja warrior person coming in and trying their hand in the Royal Rumble. I like, I like the kind of as a throwback to the you know 1990s WWF. They were like a random football player or someone would come out and try their hand in the Royal Rumble and just have a guest spot. I like that. I, I thought she was maybe around for. Oh, a Oh, she's a Performance long. Center person. Oh,
1: she is. Okay. Yeah, she okay, been but there for kind of, a while.
0: Here's the thing: on commentary, they were sort of announcing her as like a Ninja Warrior person.
1: Yeah, she was. She was the winner of American Ninja Warrior, and yeah, then she got right. signed to the Performance Center, and she's actually been on the uh, the Largo Loop down there okay. doing doing those okay. matches. No, she's she's legit. Um, yeah, I, there are those. They they still have that weird thing where. Dana Brooke has to look good and eliminate like a fan favorite for some reason. They always have like the low people on the totem pole on the main roster eliminate these NXT darlings, which I, I find weird. I love the Casey Catanzaro spot. I just found the premise of it ridiculous a bit. I liked the Zelina Vega hornswoggle spot. That's my one comedy spot for the show. I'll, I'll take that. That, to me, made me laugh uh the horn swoggle doing the harpo Marx gimmick of, of chasing around the pretty girl um i thought the mvp of the women's rumble oddly enough was ember moon because ember moon uh, when i'm watching it i'm watching all these new people who aren't used to everything come into the ring and i'm looking for who is really putting over their moves and ember moon was selling like a champ for everybody that came in, I mean, Zia Lee was sloppy, and Ember Moon tried her best to help her with that. Um, I, I remember—I f- I forget whose whose move she really took. I think it was Candace. She took like a a move from Candace and just flew afterwards. I, I was really, you know, proud of that. And oh, by the way, they misspelled Candace on the jumbotron, which killed me. I can't believe that. They, they spell it C-A-N-D-A-C-E when it's I-C-E. I'm like, do you all know, know your own employees? Um, and then, you know, just overall, I you know, the surprises were fine uh, in terms of the NXT people. These are the types of people they get. Um, and then Becky coming in. Uh, I, I'm sitting there going, you know what, if you miss your turn in the rumble and the next person comes out, you're disqualified because that used to be a rule. And that's my other problem is that these rules are, are kind of – you you have to forget logic and you have to forget what you've seen if you've seen every other rumble and the rules that they tell you. So I'm just looking at that going, no, Becky should not be in the – can't take Lana's space like that. They could have made a better executive decision as a way to get around it. But once that happened – you know, I, I was fine with it. It was a nice moment.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I think that the winner was the right winner. I like the setup we had with Charlotte and Becky. I liked seeing the ruthless side of Becky. Uh, I will say, at least for me, outside of Ziya Lee, who, yes, was a bit sloppy, but at least represented a change of pace from what was happening in yes. the ring up to that point. Yes. Um, no one else really kind of stood out. Uh, the, you know, Zelina Vega did... You know, a comedy spot, and, and that's fine. I, I I worry that she's becoming a little too much of a punchline character. I agree. Uh, w- when I think that you could do more with Zelina Vega, but but so it goes. Um, Dana Brooke, you know, she's a heel one week, she's a face one week. It it it, it, it depends on the show. Even uh, between the Royal Rumble here and Monday Night Raw, and. I don't know I, I mean the carmella thing uh it, it was what it was and i'm just like looking at the list here is there anyone else who I you thought mean was the notable? lana thing
1: oh bailey was pretty good in the match too i thought bailey
0: yeah. was good um okay there is one other person that i thought was worth mentioning and that's alexa bliss and yeah i thought oh, there sh- was a very curious way to bring her back
1: huge pop for her I, I mean uh, to the point yeah, where Yeah, people
0: were excited. I I mean People you know, love I, Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Yeah, I know.
1: Uh talk a little bit more about Alexa when we get to Raw. Um going to double back a little bit to the pre-show cuz that Cruiserweight match was great. The Cruiserweight uh four-way?
0: Yeah, I concur. I concur. Loved um it. you know, the the only problem well, it wasn't a problem for most people, but if you saw 205 Live this week, uh you know, you, you kind of saw a lot of it, but it was still a good match.
1: Yeah. Um I liked the ending of a uh, of uh, the Brock Finn match. I, I know a lot of people thought that it was anticlimactic. I thought it was kind of kind of a cool thing that oh yeah, Brock's a really high skilled mixed martial artist and he caught Finn after being tired from doing all his aerial maneuvers. I was fine with that. I, I don't know what what you thought of of it watching it.
0: No, I, I liked it. I, I mean, I, this is where this was going to go. I thought this told a good story. I liked the beatdown at the end of the match. I, I think they maybe tried to hit it a little too over the nose here on Monday night. But I thought everything on Sunday went perfectly fine. It was a good
1: match. Yeah. Um, good, not great, but good. Yeah, the tag team match was what we thought it'd be. Um, <laughs> uh, the men's rumble, I... I'm in the minority. I'm not the big fan of the Nia Jax move. I'm I'm, I'm not, not in, a big
0: fan I'm, of the Nia Jax move either. I, I'm not an intergender guy.
1: Is- I'm sorry. That's me. Maybe I'm a Philistine that way. I'll live with that. But I, I especially knocking out Mustafa Ali. I thought that, no. No, no, no. You're Not your hot young star on SmackDown. Okay, you can have him beat up R-Truth. You can have her punch Dean Ambrose, who's on his way out. But don't... Don't kill your guy on the cum. That's all I ask.
0: Yeah, and and I think there's a real question here of why is it Nia Jax? Why why are we choosing to change the rules with her? And I think the answer to that question is a very uncomfortable one. Yeah, and one that WWE would not like to have to be answering.
1: Um. Okay, what is it then? Because maybe I'm thinking something different. (laughs) I
0: I I think it's because she's large. Yeah. Um I, yeah, in part because she's tall, but that's they wouldn't do it with Rhea Ripley and she's pretty tall. I think it's because she's large in that other way, Jeff.
1: Okay. That that'll that'll work for me. Um
0: and I think someone kind of thinks it's funny to see someone large taking RKOs and big moves like that.
1: Rob McCarran had a hell of a weekend with Jeff Jarrett showing up as number two. Uh texted me <laughs> immediately. Um yeah, I you know, the, the the uh the level of surprises in the rumble were about what we thought they'd be. Um I didn't expect anybody from say New Japan coming over. Uh the NXT guys that they called up, again, you kinda get your turn doing this. Um no repeats. You had Gargano, you had Alistair Black.
0: We did not have Lars Sullivan.
1: No Lars Sullivan, which is very interesting. Yes it is. Um and yet Pete Dunn from NXT UK, who I thought all kind of uh, kind of held their own. I I'm, I was a little bit uh, disheartened by uh, some <laughs> some of the guys who were who didn't know how to take Gargano's moves. But um, coming out as pure babyface here. Uh, but but the but the men's rumble was what we expected it to be. It was we expected it to be come down to uh, brawn. And well, I expected Braun to be in there. I don't know if anybody else did, but. We expected Seth to win it,
0: yeah, yeah i I think Seth was certainly someone who was an odds on favorite um i I mean although we, we had talked about other people who who might be maybe in the mix there, but Seth winning, not total surprise, and he won from the ten spot, which might have been a tip off as well. They liked the ten spot as a, a place to start the winner
1: yeah, and they and they and he did the uh oh, he got knocked out for a while so he could have a nice long rest on the outside spot w- yeah, once that happened, yeah. you kind of you kind of see the writing on the wall there um. A little surprise Roman Reigns didn't show up. That was the guy I was expecting to be the big surprise. I thought he might show up when Dean and Seth were kind of isolated in the ring with one another. I thought that would be the move there. Um, Not upset that they did go Roman
0: back? Is that a thing?
1: No, no, no. But uh, he was said to be feeling better. Let's put it that way.
0: Okay. So he is available.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Uh no okay. no he's not clear but you know battle royals okay. are battle royals so I mean,
0: oh okay it's, okay uh
1: anything else from the rumble show I I'm I'm kind of uh I'm I'm kind of a little bit fatigued from uh, all the wrestling so I'm not rem- I'm not gonna hit every match and whatnot with with like a step by step breakdown but is there anything major on on uh on the rumble show that I've I've missed here that you wanted to talk about no I'm just doing
0: one more quick review here uh no no six hours and I think we, we pretty much hit everything I wanted to hit in here
1: okay uh uh actually let's uh First, let me pause, because we do have a sponsor this week. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to 10 bucks for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all your profits. Plus, there's no account minimum deposit need to get started, so you can start investing at any level. A simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market and you build your portfolio. Discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of Shake Them Ropes a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Just go over and sign up at shake.robinhood.com and we thank them as always for their patronage. So, news coming out, uh, I guess, late last night, early today. I, for, I forget when it was. But uh, Dean Ambrose has decided he will not be re signing with the WWE. Um, I am one of those people that heard that and wasn't the least bit surprised, Chris.
0: Do you think he's going to get elite or become all elite?
1: I don't know. I'm really. I don't think it's because of that, necessarily. I think he just. I think it's one of those things where more money's not going to cure his creative desires and what he wants to be in wrestling.
0: He's I think, already been champion. I, I think that he realizes that they're just never going to let him tell the type of stories that he wants to tell or be the type of character he wants to be.
1: Yes, and that and that to me is, is what it is. I, I, I know people who have... I mean, you hear these stories all the time. The people who quit the Plum sitcom role that they're making millions at because they feel pigeonholed, so, okay, I'm gonna go do theater. And everybody's like, why are you giving up all that money to go do that? And you know what? Sometimes you're just unhappy in a role, and you don't want to do that role anymore. I think Elite's a player. I think ROH is a player. I I think, um, you know, it, it, TNA could be a player. I mean, it, it, it just depends. Um, People are throwing money around. I mean, you know, nobody necessarily – I have nothing against TNA. I just don't think he's going to go there. I think he'll wait and see for the elite, see if they get their, you know, ducks in a row and see what they're doing and what their vision is. Because, I mean, as as much as his friends – and this is the PW Torch who reported this, so I want to give credit to them and, and, and their story and their reporting here. But according to uh, the friends of, of, of Dean, you know, he's just tired of the hokey stuff. And then people go, well, he'll definitely be over at All Elite because they want a more sports build. But if you remember All In, it also had inflatable penises and a talking boot. So, you know what? <laughs> I don't think they'll make him do it. I think I think All Elite is one of those things where they're going to be open to the wrestlers having input on what they want to do and what – Gives them creative fulfillment. So I would expect a guy of that caliber for the WWE to do that. Or he may just not want to do wrestling anymore. He may want to go off and and my joke was, I want to see him do something totally non-wrestling that may have been his dream, like an American Girl franchise or something like that. But I, I don't think he's going to leave and do and and bury the WWE because his wife still has a job there, and I think his wife's still happy there. So, I mean, I'm I'm kind of, I'm not freaking out like some people were or thinking that this is a conspiracy because WWE came out with a press statement confirming it. Um, I just think the dude needs some time off. And he needs a change of venue, and no amount of money is going to make him happy at his current place of employment.
0: Yeah, and I don't know how his money situation is, but let's maybe assume that Dean's been savvy with his money and has enough where he can do something like that. Maybe he just needs a year away, two years away.
1: Las Vegas is not an expensive place to live. It's not. So your money can go a long way there.
0: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, especially if you're like kind of in the outer part of Las Vegas, the it is not a very expensive place to live. That that is very true. So, anyways, I mean, you know, I hope Dean does what's best. Sometimes time away from the thing you've been doing is good to recenter oneself to be able to continue doing that thing for the long haul. So, for people who like Dean Ambrose, you might want to cheer on him taking a minute away from this because that might allow him to come back and do this for a longer period of time in the next run.
1: Yeah, so to transition into Raw and SmackDown, both of which I I liked that it appeared that both had, for lack of a better term, a more serious tone to them rather than the playful campiness that we're kind of used to in the WWE. Um, But it's also a weird season in the WWE and I think AEW is, is a party to this in, in some way it's heat up random people we haven't thought of in a while. Shelton Benjamin being in the rumble kind of odd. There were a couple other calls like that, that were kind of odd. Um, I'm out. Kurt Hawkins having a rumble spots, but I mean, it was nice. He could do that, that the comedy spot, uh, we had yeah, a did mojo- it with
0: Ryder, even giving Ryder something to do all of a sudden because you don't want Ryder to get bored. Yeah. Well, Ryder yeah. was
1: supposed to be in the rumble in the, and they decided at the last second to do the to put Kurt Angle in that in in that position.
0: Right, but um, I'm saying even giving Ryder and Hawkins this angle right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: and, and and that was an interesting match. I I didn't think they'd win on top. I think they have to learn to win, and then it'll be special when Hawkins gets the pin.
0: Right. that That's clearly the story here. Hawkins is upset that he's losing, and Zack Ryder is going to help him get out of his own head and not be a loser and sort of remind him that he isn't a loser. Like, that that's where we're going. But it's going to be the win is going to be the special moment, and it's going to elude them for a minute, and it should. And it's,
1: and it's going to be against the Revival, who, who after a one-day respite were back teaming together in another weird move, that pre-show match with – Scott Dawson and Rezar. Okay. Well, we had a vignette by Mojo Raleigh. I thought that was really good. I'm a fan of Mojo. I I like Mojo. I want him to succeed. It's just they've never really found a way to find a character that fits his strengths. It's it's so weird, but I really liked that promo a lot. Um, I liked the Bailey Ronda match. I liked the ba- like the Ronda Becky tête à tête up there. I like
0: this new Bailey. There's a little bit of an edge to Bailey this week.
1: My favorite little thing that a lot of people may have missed, and I believe it was a Warren Hayes over at Fightful had a nice video of this. When Becky came out after the match, she flashed the horsewoman the four fingers, and Bailey very subtly flashed the four back. I'm like, this is. I, oh, I, I didn't that catch was... that. Did they linger on that on TV at all? No, 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 no. They didn't even mention it on TV. Okay, because that's what
0: the that's the spot. Me and actually my friends were waiting for. Is we were waiting for after the match for Bailey to shake Rhonda's hand and then flash the four. the four.
1: I was too, but they didn't. But but she. But they did kind of give uh, but Becky and, and Bailey did kind of uh, you know silently communicated with one another that day. Hey, you know what? We're still the best out here. I, I really liked that a lot. Um, I you know I. I liked the idea of having the uh, both champions on the show and just just around. I was almost expecting Daniel Bryan to walk down after Brock destroyed Seth and get his licks in too. But you know, um, I, I thought overall I, I liked the uh, the Hunter Seth Rollins statement setting that whole thing up. I thought that was kind of cool too. It felt like both had a bit of a real moment within the emotion of the script. I,
0: we had Elias taking out Jeff Jarrett and Road Dogg. This is building to a match, isn't it? Like, we're going to have Double J versus Elias. And, and also, we we just turned Elias heel again, sort of boom like that.
1: That was the other theme this week, though, the, the weird heel turns because Rusev just turned back heel.
0: Yes, yes, that no is also true. Reason. And Dana Brooke turns all the and time Dana for Brooke. no apparent reason. Yeah, but it's just that, that's kind just, of normal at this point, which is and weird. And it's still. all
1: these 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 middle of the card characters that they're just going to do this to, where it's just like, okay, all of a sudden we want to heat you up, but we want to heat you up this way. Yeah, yeah, all of those were were somewhat odd. Um, Jeff Jarrett on Sunday was the uh, double J. Uh, cowboy character, and then on Monday, he was a uh, Monday Nitro Jeff Jarrett. Very er- everything's kind of weird about all of this. Um Oh, I know what I wanted to mention. Kurt Angle Kurt Angle on Sunday drops Elias on his head, which is kind of scary and gets unceremoniously dumped rather quickly out of the rumble. And then on Monday, he gets absolutely killed by Baron Corbin I am one of those people who thinks Kurt Angle should be held in far more respect than I think the WWE holds him in.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I It's a shame to see Kurt Angle, the character, treated like this. And also, Kurt Angle, the man, I, I know he's had his troubles, but this is still an Olympic gold medalist. And he was, at one point, a, a damn, damn good professional wrestler. I, I mean, I...
1: I have him on the tier with the Triple H's and the Undertakers and those guys. And it appears to me that they don't think that way of him at all. And I, I've, I, you know, the Shawn Michaels, the Bret Hart's, those guys. I, I He wrestled look, so I,
0: many classic matches in his run.
1: I mean, yeah, it's it's just one of those things where I'm like, and part of me thought, well, maybe this has something to do with we need to get Kurt off of, off of TV as a character because Jeff Jarrett's coming to work for the company. And then there's a whole wife thing, but I think that that's not anything to do with it. I just think they think he's he's a legend they can beat for heat, and it's it's a shame. But uh, I think
0: they think that they're telling a story here that that we're doing some sort of how Kurt got his groove back story. He can't
1: get his groove back though. He's I know. Too- Old to get his groove back. That would
0: I, I I know what what you see is what you get here, and I, you know the damn shame is that I really really liked that Kurt Angle versus Drew McIntyre match. I thought that was a really really good match.
1: And I don't really know what they're doing with Drew McIntyre in this whole Mania build either, because it it seems like uh,
0: he's a guy who feels really lost in the shuffle right now, especially with the two heel champions.
1: Well, the time to have turned him babyface was when he was in the was to turn him babyface against. Braun and they were all in the
0: stable together. But then yes, out- yeah, right and that that would actually have him ready to go to kind of go babyface against Brock Lesnar in a Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar match is something I'm kind of here for. But then they
1: bring out Dolph Ziggler to eliminate him in the Rumble and you're just like, uh, okay. Hmm.
0: Right, so now we. it seems like we're going to circle back around to that at least for a week.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of weirdness in all this. Um, and SmackDown, I thought, was solid as well. I, I kind of, uh, I'll admit, I did not watch it as closely as others. Uh, I So you know what I liked about SmackDown? I, I liked the Daniel opening Bryan- here. Well, the, the Daniel
0: Bryan stuff, of course. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that here in a moment. Um, I, I I, don't. I still don't like this angle, but, but we'll talk about what I enjoyed here tonight. I like the opening, though. I, I like all this stuff with R-Truth and Shinsuke Nakamura and R-Truth versus Rusev. You and I, of course, like the old territory wrestling of the 1980s and stuff from the 1990s, and this had very much that old style a little bit of chaos like oh what's gonna happen next whoa we just had a title match we're having another title match right after a title match whoa this is wrestling anything can happen in wrestling I I like that the the first 45 minutes to an hour of this show uh, felt very much like a wrestling television show which I I enjoyed very much
1: but that's the thing that kills me here is, is is this is another guy that's you know, they, they've never had real plans for him at, uh, other than to come out and cheer the crowd with, with what's up. And all of a sudden now he's, he's had two U.S. title matches where he, or a, a U.S. title win and a U.S. title defense. It's almost they like looked at their roster and go, okay, who have we neglected? Let's heat them up. But we're heating them up on the day that you're announcing the road to WrestleMania. Which means you're basically heating them up for the Battle Royal, <laughs> which is a little ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I, I think part of that is still a reaction to December. December is still on the minds of some of the writers, and you can hear that in plot points on commentary where, you know, like Baron Corbin is out and they still talk about, oh, Baron Corbin was very bad for ratings. He you know this is still like it's part of canon, but it's clearly a thing that's still on certain people's minds as they're writing these shows. And so I, I think Picking out these old toys is part of that. As you've probably noticed, Jeff's audio had a little bit of trouble in this episode, and we reached a part in the episode where it was becoming difficult for me to hear him as well. However, I'm going to summarize his point right now, and then we're going to cut back to my response to his point. Jeff was segueing into the Mandy Rose and Naomi segment, and he was marveling in WWE's ability to find some sort of continuity for this Naomi and Mandy Rose angle by digging up a 2015 clip of Tough Enough. And now we go to my reaction to that point. Yeah, I appreciated the attempt at continuity. No, it was nice. I was like, oh, look, we're going back to Tough Enough three years ago. And and there are times in wrestling where I would like to see these deep callbacks. Not in this angle. I was kind of hoping this angle could go down the memory hole because they do that from time to time with angles that aren't working. And I was hoping that someone would have concluded that this angle is one of those that isn't working, but in the Women's Royal Rumble, I had my concerns when they had Mandy Rose eliminate Naomi, and to come back around to this is the motivation, it's, you know, the weird thing is, right, this is a transparent motivation for Mandy Rose, like, this is not the reason why she hates Naomi, so they still actually have to come up with a reason why she does. And I don't think they have that still.
1: It was almost as if Corey was uh, mocking it afterwards the entire time with
0: the updates right, like, on her. Did she her? really care about this that much? And, and the way Mandy Rose was doing it was very Crocodile's Tears-ish. Yeah.
1: And also, by the way, SmackDown ladies teams can just declare themselves eligible for the... Uh, for the uh, oh, that's what I want to get into. Uh, for, for the Elimination Chamber. I loved the Nia Jax, Tamina versus Alexa Bliss, and Mickie James match. Just for all the things it represented. It represented the callback to the Alexa-Nia uh, Jax feud. Wasn't the best feud in the world, but I think those types of things should should still have resonance. I do think bad guys should face other bad guys in a sport and, and things. I, I really liked a lot about that. It wasn't the greatest match in the world. But the story behind it, and having bad versus bad, I, I thought that was I thought that was a cool little touch. And yeah, I, it should be a squash, which which those two as a power team killing the two smaller women. I I yes, I,
0: no, I, I agree with this. All of this in a vacuum, I'm totally fine with. It's bizarre to me to do this with Alexa Bliss when she's this really hot commodity, and you now yes, kind of goober yes. her out over two nights.
1: Exactly. It, it it's very weird because she is still. Weirdly enough, I think she's the biggest star in the division. I she's really
0: popular. I thought they were going to bring her back as a baby face and she was going to be a very hot baby face at that.
1: Yeah, it, it, uh, judging from the I mean, look, Rhonda gets a big response. Bailey and and Becky and Charlotte and, you know, the horse and Sasha all get big responses. Alexa gets a a very throaty screams from from a full house and I j- I'm still amazed by that cuz she hasn't really had a great match on the main roster.
0: Yeah, I concur. Uh but for whatever reason she resonates and I you know, she's smaller than a lot of the women's roster so it just it seems very natural to me to turn her face at this point but they they have different plans.
1: Yeah, and uh other than, you know, Smackdown was basically a around, you know, who are, who are going to be the new contenders. The Mrs. Dad stuff was fun. I, I thought was fun. That, that was a
0: nice little moment. Yeah. Like, like that was actually, I was actually waiting for Shane to double cross the bit. The heel turns.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. And,
0: and instead it was like super sweet and just nice. And there's the Mrs. Dad. It's like, oh, okay. That's neat.
1: Yeah. No, as soon as he says, this will be a night that you remember for the rest of your life. I'm thinking that's a Kevin Owens line.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Right. I, I like that the tease, the twist was no twist. Yeah. Uh, it's still, I, I never need to see Shane Russell again. I'm no, sorry. No, no,
0: I, I I don't like him in the ring at all. It's funny. The story, I like. The wrestling in the story, I don't.
1: Yeah. And then we're going to have an elimination chamber match for the uh, SmackDown title, which, uh, oh, God. This thing was all sorts of a mess. Especially with Mustafa Ali coming out and Randy Orton reminding him he got eliminated by a girl. Yeah, see, that's the problem with doing that whole
0: angle. So what Randy Orton did was sexist, <laughs> and, yeah. and that's
1: one of the many reasons why you shouldn't have done that spot. And, and, and oddly enough, Randy Orton would be the first one to tell you he doesn't care if it's sexist. Um, I did like Joe. Joe was just hot fire on the mic. Oh, Coming no, he was down. hilarious.
0: I, I was oh, just dying when he said to Jeff, make like this is an AA meeting and stop oh, while I'm talking. Yeah,
1: yeah and, and Jeff, Jer- or Jeff Hardy was one of the top three pops in the Rumble. That that also killed me because Jeff Hardy is... He's Hardy's- a guy that
0: WWE does not view in the same light as that audience, but, I mean, people love Jeff Hardy. They love him.
1: Yeah, they, they, they recognize what he's done, but he's a nostalgia act right now absolutely and it's so weird but uh yeah i'm, I'm here for this but I, I fully expect daniel bryan to win the elimination chamber match with the help of eric rowan so i'm not expecting much out of it
0: no i, I think that the hemp belt will live on i, I like the hemp belt jeff if you were a real <laughs> friends you would get me this hemp belt and i would have it <laughs> you
1: you you just smoke did you smoke it when you i can't believe they did a pot reference on WWE television.
0: Uh, the, the This whole angle, like I'm having some fun with this. I, I mean, I actually kind of found the whole description of the title belt to be unsettling and the crowd going, thank you, Daisy, and everything to be in poor taste.
1: <laughs> well, it's like an old joke I used to have about uh, about dating a woman who uh, <laughs> who who uh, who really got into, um, I, I, I wanted to have a steak, and it was like, you know, those animals have feelings. Oh, like, yeah, that cow wanted to be the first of its family to go to law school. It had hopes and dreams kind of a thing. It kind of played into that part of my sick sense of humor. But I absolutely love the fact that, <laughs> I forgot the second author, but that, uh, you know, in his downtime, Eric Rowan reads Chaucer. I'm like, yeah, that's a Canterbury Tales guy right there. <laughs>
0: they guy. always have weird points of trivium for Eric Rowan. Remember, he's the a Vintner. vineyard, and he also studies classical guitar.
1: Yeah, it's... And you know what? they will kill me. If all that stuff is true, roll, it would be...
0: He, roll, no, I want this all to be kept on a list and roll it all together and be called back to. Like, if every so often Eric Rowan shows up with some organic wine or is, like, sitting there practicing <laughs> Malaguena in the back.
1: Oh, that's what I want. <laughs> like, if I we're going to go, go weird, can we just go all the way? Oh, have him have an Ed Bagley house. And just you know what? I bike on this bike to generate my own electricity.
0: I stayed up late and, uh, over a few weekends, and I learned how to use solar panels. <laughs> and, and now basically, I'm off the grid. I, I I don't spend any money on power anymore. It's just all solar panels. They're they're much easier than you think, really.
1: It's 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 he's late to a show because he refuses to 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 kill fossil fuels to get there. So eventually, he shows up in like a Tesla or something. <laughs> or, you know, some wind powered thing. Yeah, let, let's just go full absurdity w- with the stupidity of this angle. But also, to to your point on uh, during Eric Rowan's Hall of Fame induction, I want all these things read about about his <laughs> being a vintner and reading Chaucer. <laughs> but yeah, I,
0: I, I just, you know, I liked the new Daniel Bryan character a lot more when it was about him becoming demented from spending so much time in the hyperbaric chambers or whatever those chambers are for recovery and everything. And so.
1: Hyperbaric's correct, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, losing his mind a little bit. I, I, I thought that that was... Much more fertile ground to stand on than the recycling thing. When Eric Rowan comes out and the O on his Tron is replaced with the recycle symbol, I I know some people chuckle, but that's the friggin' problem. It's low rent, it's mid card, and uh, you know the hemp belt. It's funny, I like it. It, it. it even looks cool when you actually see like a picture of it zoomed in. Like it's a nicely designed belt. But it's, but still it's Daniel Bryan as a
1: it's Daniel Bryan as a comedy character. It's Daniel yes. Bryan in the first heel iteration when he had when he was abusing AJ Lee. We all found it funny, but we're waiting for we're waiting for the killer technical wrestler we all know Daniel Bryan to be in for him to have those kind of breakout matches that we all want to find memorable. And we're kind of doing the same thing here, I think.
0: This trapping will never allow that to happen. There will always be some banana peel finish at the end of all this eco stuff.
1: Yeah, it's and it's... it's. Now, hopefully
0: that banana peel will be composted afterwards.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just... I wonder... I wonder if this crowd is finally going to turn... ...on this SmackDown brand because it's been these kinds of finishes for so long.
0: The Daisy thing? Like, okay, so let's rewind it a little bit. Beyond my own personal feelings about concentrated animal operations or whatever, bringing up Daisy and bringing up that the title has a name and throwing it out and everything... That's gimmicky. I could see the crowd starting to turn on that. Even the thank you, Daisy, th- there's a little bit of a GFY vibe to the way the crowd was chanting at this.
1: No, we we now view wrestling as an ironic, detached sort of art form where we're not really invested in it. We're invested in watching it and commenting on it. I think people can
0: be invested in it. I, I, I still believe that they can. I think you see that on NXT TakeOver. I, I think actually, you know, kind of... You see a broad spectrum of how invested yes. people let themselves get into it. And, and so this is what they make it. And you're right. We've now entered into the ironic watch and comment zone versus the emotionally invest, Joe lands a pace around your living room sort of zone.
1: <clears throat> yeah. And, and I think, um, but I think especially for the SmackDown brand, I mean, they've always viewed the Raw as the A brand. So they've done that. And this world title on SmackDown has just been garbage for lack of a better term, even though it it fits Steadily you know,
0: dragged down.
1: I mean, we thought that, okay, the AJ Styles Nakamura feud would elevate this thing. And it didn't. Because of the way they kept on booking Nakamura to kick a guy in the balls, you know, whenever he was in trouble. I, I just I'm wondering if, if if there's a stopping point to it. I, I wonder if there's a point where the audience will go, "All right, we're tired of you making all these guys that we want to see have great matches look like geeks. Can we please have a real feud here?" And unfortunately, I think, you know,
0: that, it'll take that's a main event for, mutiny. You know, I, I think it'll take some main event some week. It might happen this year where people just boo that main event out of the building.
1: I think it's reserved for for a guy though like Randy Orton. I think everybody else isn't taken seriously enough,
0: which is strange because Randy Orton is sort of now like uh, he reminds me a little bit of the WCW Canyon Cutter. It's just like you know the out of nowhere element. Yeah.
1: Oh wow, Randy did that. Ha ha. Yeah, pretty much. I mean that that's what he is right now. He's a guy that to get the RKO pop, and it's very. I, I don't know. There, uh, I'll be I'll be thankful when the superstar shakeup happens. Again, because
0: yeah, I think that will force them out of this idol because we had that initial shakeup when ratings got real bad and it was clear we were in a ditch, and that you know fostered some goodwill for about five weeks, six weeks, and now we're here again because not enough was changed. Hopefully, a superstar shakeup will do that, and and that's probably the best hope for right now, I'd say. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, because I think you know, just one year of this, and it's you know, it's time to freshen it up. Because I think they've just kind of run out of uh, combinations to put people in.
0: I'm actually uh, disappointed that it's not Seth Rollins versus Daniel Bryan. To be completely honest, but you know, so it goes. I
1: would have liked that. I, I but uh, it's it's. I don't want this Daniel Bryan versus Seth Rollins. I don't. No. I, I I don't. I don't want Seth Rollins because I think. Man, I looking at the Seth Rollins-Brock uh, Lesnar thing, I could see them having—Seth should win. But I could see them still holding out, you know what, maybe there's somebody bigger than Seth that we don't know about just yet. Maybe Roman, maybe someone, you know, and you're just like—you watch it with that kind of trepidation, and you're just going, man, Seth is the guy but what are they going to be thinking in these next few weeks we'll we'll see um and we'll talk about uh the nxt tapings on friday uh or whenever the show comes up we'll talk about it on thursday we, we'll talk thursday. about it on
0: thursday and the show will come out on friday that's that's right
1: yeah i i have some thoughts about that as well but you can uh hit our up our tip jar patreon at patreon.com shake them ropes chris and i are re- working on a couple of episodes uh Hopefully we'll tape one this weekend. Although it's Super Bowl weekend and it's when and it's World's Collide tournament, Chris, you gonna be watching all of that? Um, probably
0: no on the Super Bowl. Maybe I'll catch a little bit of World's Collide though.
1: Okay. Um, in reach me at Crap Game Thirteen. You reach Chris at Chris Chris, it is time for your. Four hundred plugs of of podcasts.
0: Hey, there's not that many podcasts. Go to Don't Worry TV. <laughs> one show is called Don't Worry About the Government. Uh, you can find it on iTunes and Stitcher. The other show is called The All in the Family Podcast. New episode just dropped today. I talk about washing machines. If, if you're interested in hearing anecdotes about washing machines, the Sammy Davis Jr. one's a little bit better than the one we did this week. They're not all they're not all classics, you know. You, uh, so you went from Sammy playing. Davis
1: Jr. to washing machines.
0: Yeah, right. That was, that was a bit of a swing in terms of uh, depth. Uh, you know, there's not necessarily a lot of historical context to offer on washing machines other than people still struggle with them. They struggle with them back in the nineteen seventies, they struggle with them now in the twenty tens. It's uh time in memoriam, man versus technology. You can find that at the All in the dot com or on iTunes and Stitcher, and those are all of my plugs. So I just
1: just two shows, Jeff. Just,
0: you know, relax. <laughs> tranquilo, baby, tranquilo.
1: Oh, uh, and once again, thank you to our sponsors, Robin Hood, for uh For sponsoring us this week, go to shake.robinhood.com. Get a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint. We'll see you later this week to talk NXT, 205 Live, NXT UK, and see if anybody else wants to go and uh, test their worth on the free market.
0: I want to hang out in your suite, Jeff. Tessa, what I'm gonna do, I promise I love you so much. I wrote you a little poem, Tessa, and I memorized it. Roses are
1: red, violets are blue. Tessa, I love you. I love you, baby. Come back to me. I'm gonna beat you to death next week, Bill Lundy.